I'm just, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Like, I, I'm just, I, I'm spent. Like, I mean, you know, like everybody else. Like, I mean, I'm not, you know, saying like, just me, shit like everybody else. I'm just spent. Yep. I'm like, how is it only Wednesday? <laughs> like, it feel like we have been living Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Like, it's five days. It feel like we've been living this fucking week for like, a month definitely definitely like groundhog's day <laughs> i'm just like what more like what i just i don't know i'm tired my energy is low you know your spirit just like oh people say oh my spirit low that's how i feel like absolutely absolutely are they what are they doing anything over near you are there any protests or no 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 i was still atlanta it's like just like the suburbs of atlanta if that's a yeah. thing yeah well, I thought it was interesting. What about y'all? Nothing going on. Um, they boarded up our uh, Walmart and Target. Like, Edgewood Target is boarded up. Uh, Flat Shows, uh, Gresham Ro uh, Road, um, Walmart is where I go. That's boarded up. Like, But no one was, like, it, it was just normal. Like, on it, people went and, and did what they did in Buckhead. As they could. They didn't, they didn't tear up their own community. So yeah. I was like, fuck them fools. What the fuck? Shit. I, I really want that mad about it. Exactly. Tell that shit. Tell Cobb County. Tell Forsyth County. All that yeah. shit. Yeah. Like nothing happened over here. We was chilling. I'm drinking brown liquor tonight. So I don't know where this, where this podcast gonna go. <laughs> you know, we gonna figure it out. I just, I cried all afternoon after I heard the, what was what was gonna go down and that all of them had been charged. But it was really like, it was more cathartic. Is that what I'm looking for? But it wasn't, but, and I didn't realize until like, I just I had to get in the bed. And I was like, oh, I'm actually crying for Rodney King. It's just reliving the trauma. My spirit's low. I'm exhausted, like everybody else. I just feel worn down, shit. I'm like, I, we've, it just seemed like we've been in this week for about two months. We've been in 2020 for 12 years. I'm so fu oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. She said we 12 years a slave. I mean, Jesus. I don't want to go that far, but shit, like 2020, like, I, I, this, I, I don't, it's kick, kicking our asses, I'm tired, shit, I'm like, we, at least we made it to Wednesday, shit, like, you making it over there, Kiki, you look, you looking like, <laughs> so I'm here, we gonna do what we can, we gonna do, <laughs> we gonna do, I told Mark, I, I feel like, you know, the old folks, they say my spirit low. That's I just like that's all I it's, it's the best way I like my spirit just feels low. I was telling um, my coworker, I wouldn't mind being out protesting this weekend, but I was like, my lower back and legs and stuff was hurting. And she was mm -hmm. like, stay your old ass, you know, at home. I'm like, I ain't that old. I was like, I think it's these fibroids or whatever. And I was like, you know what? That still sounds like an old person problem. <laughs> that's like hey. a black problem. And then you got Donald Trump trying to run out, run over you with a tank. So I'm like, you just trying with to make, you just trying to make, you just, all you try, all you trying to do is make it to, we just trying to make it to Friday when I tell people. I was feeling fine. And then I wasn't. No, I was going to have, have y'all voted yet. Oh, y'all, y'all had to vote on Tuesday. No, I, I did absentee ballot. Uh-uh, I don't believe in that shit. Them people, they about to count my vote. I'm sending my black ass in that line. <laughs> Right. I'm all black. I did an <laughs> absentee and then um I got confirmation that it was received and is going to be counted. Like they send you a notice. Yeah. yeah. I don't trust these white people. I don't trust these white devils. So 
I don't I don't trust the ballot. I don't trust the new machines, to be honest. So scary. We then we can't trust and we just can't trust we can't trust anything. You can't trust your system. I mean Stacey Abrams has been fighting for that since she lost her governorship. Right. You know, Mitch McConnell, his snake ass has fought that the whole entire way. I'm gonna beat her on the ninth. I'll take y'all with me. And we just gonna we just gonna uh, spirit. I'm just gonna wear all black. I'm I'm just gonna be re- I'm gonna look real mad the whole time. And then <laughs> you know that's we just gotta you know we just kind that's all we have to do is support each other and check on each other and and uh, and hold space. I'm like that's the only way we're gonna make it through this foolishness because every day it just seemed like really is this like you i feel like maybe we are really in an episode of black mirror but we don't know it and they stay filming it <laughs> kind of like that movie truman you know the truman show and the, right. the light got down on truman head and he was like damn like, am i on the tv am i on the tv show so you kind of when you're watching someone who in their mind really thinks they own the apprentice and we in the fucking real world you be like am i on the apprentice too and then you so it's just it's that back and forth of trying to balance this false reality and this strength, this crazy strangeness that none of us, I'm like, I'm the oldest person on, probably oldest person here, I'm 40. And I've never gone through anything like this. You know, like this is, we've never been through anything like, not like this. No, we have, we have meshed together uh, the Spanish flu, the Great Depression, and the 1968 <laughs> <laughs> We have managed to bring all of these worlds together. <laughs> How the fuck is we still alive? Not even in one year, in four fucking months. Okay, four months. Not even a whole year. Girl, what the, what is this doing to our DNA? You think this fucking up our DNA, or is it like helping it to be stronger? Shit, nah, it's fucking it up. <laughs> no, nah, real talk, real talk. Any any children conceived during this time will be kind of fucked up. Hypertension already. Yeah. <laughs> they gonna, shit. They gonna come out on blood pressure medication. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now I'm like, I, you know, I just, I'm trying to, you just try to figure it out. You try to, you know, pe- you know, you feel sleep deprived because you, you're not really necessarily getting good sleep at night. Your brain is still processing. Your body's processing. So you wake up. You like, I, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Um, you need to have a real good sleep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Y'all been seeing what that plant based diet? It's that plant based diet. It's not having none of that meat. I had some chicken last night. <laughs> I was <laughs> sleeping before that. No, I'm sleeping good because of these edibles. Okay. Oh, we know. We know how you get down. But you know, the we people have been through almost worse. Maybe not with the all together. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know no time where this all happened at one time now. No. Not all at one time, but when conditions are such that, I'm just talking about the crazy lunatic, you know, like we haven't had this kind of crazy, but it's been some fucked up shit happening. But I'm like, I don't know, like we just trying, we just trying to deal with it the best way we can. We don't, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. We just trying, again, we just trying to stay alive to make I mean, it. But we've essentially done that since we came to this country. Just try and stay alive. That's what we're going to keep on doing for right now. Do you know how crazy it is that almost 110,000 people have died in four and a half months from a yeah. virus, and we ain't even talking about that no more? <laughs> I ain't even talking about that shit no more. I was like, coronavirus? Who is corona? Who is- I wonder if that was a conspiracy. If all this has been a conspiracy to if get us not- to stop talking about the coronavirus. Corona. It could be. Mm-hmm. I was gonna try to get down that bunker and sit down somewhere. 
Conspiracy like theory. on like on House of Cards. I guess they, they did. It, it, it they manufactured a war, so we oh. would take our mind off of yeah uh, the real What's issue. Who would it benefit then? Trump, Trump and his cronies. But I, I think he's looked worse during this than he has during coronavirus. You know that whole Bible church photo op. That, 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 that backfired like a motherfucker. I don't think he expected it to backfire like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> these people are gonna forget all of that come November. She all of them. I've been texting my white friends, and they have you know my white friends uh, here. They you know they check on you. You know, and I I don't I don't ha- I can't hold space for white people this week, so I had to find a nice way to say. <laughs> <laughs> have you gotten any apologies this week? Because I have. I, I've gotten apologies. I've gotten, uh, you know, the, what I appreciate is just checking on you, giving you space. If you need anything, let me know. Oh, you know, let's hang out. I'm like, I can't hang out with you. We can't Zoom. I can't talk. We can text message and that's going to be about it. Like, I cannot give space to white people in my life this week. So what I have been doing is talking to my black and brown friends that give me energy and give me, give me space. And we can talk like this. Because we're all having a shared experience in a way that no one else really can understand. And I, and to preserve my relationships with my, um, with my beige friends, you know, this is not the space I can give you because we're going to hang out. Like, we can have conversations later. I have not had one person be rude or nasty. There's all support. All I'm sorry. Um, you know, let me know how I can help you. And those are all great things. But no, you can't. You can't occupy my time. You can't be in a space right now in my life other than text message and maybe you can what's out. And then that's going to be where we're going to have to, we're going to have to stop it. Um, I had somebody say, you text and be like, are you okay? And anything you need. I'm like, anything. Okay. <laughs> Listen, they, I'm like, bitch, I might need you to pay this damn rent if I ain't got no job. In the next give, couple me months. Fo- give me 400 years of back pay, motherfucker. That's what I should <laughs> <take> back. <laughs> But what I what I'm liking is uh, some of my white friends who whose families are conservative. They live more in the rural area. The the or even white liberals. You know, they're like, damn, this is fucked up. What he did. Like they're now they're waking up, and it was the Bible stunt that a lot of them yeah. kind of woke up to because when and what y'all and I and I know I should not have laughed at this. I know I should not have laughed at this. I was sitting there. I was standing up. I couldn't believe what was going on. So I was just standing up with my arms crossed looking at the TV. When that fool, that the journalist said, is that your Bible? And that fool said, it's a Bible, bitch. I, when I tell you what happened, I almost had the fuck out Because it was like, it was like, you, it was, it was so bizarre. And it just looked like a scene from the real, the movie, The Purge, when all the, when all the, uh, when Ken and Becky and him had got up in the front and took the picture with him, he had to like keep saying, oh, come on over. Come on, get the picture. I was like, damn, we watching The Purge uh, 2.0? Like, is this, is this the Tarantino version of The Purge? Is that what we living here right now? Is this the Eli? He can't, he can't quote not one scripture. Not, not he don't know no scripture. He don't know what no books of the Bible is. Oh, he gonna come from two Corinthians, remember? <laughs> I said it. And y'all by the lady that do the tick when she does the TikTok videos and she like mimics him, the, the light skinned lady, and she kind of does his uh she's like she's talking, saying what he's saying, but doing it her own way. Mm-hmm. Girl, when that mm-hmm. I forgot about the interview he had when he didn't the man kept saying, What's your favorite scripture? He couldn't tell him. Yeah. He said his yeah. 
I it, forgot about that shit. Old this Testament, New Testament. Right. He said, "Yeah, I'm like I'm equal." Like I ain't testified against nobody. No, testing it. That fool said his favorite book. His favorite book was the book, the um, the deal. His book that he wrote, the mastery of the deal or whatever it was. I said, "This fool, don't you know what a book of the Bible is, girl?" No. Oh, that took on me. I know I shouldn't have laughed at that, and I sure asked God. I know it wasn't right. I was like, God, if you could just send a bolt of lightning, not even a big one. Right. <laughs> I sure did. I prayed for that. I know I know you probably shouldn't pray for stuff like that, but I really did. No, no, no. Please do. Please do. <laughs> Man, I'd have heard that so many times. People like, would you just die? Anything. Stroke, heart <laughs> attack. I'll take a physics verse. We don't care. Melania looked dead. Melania Trump had looked dead. Her soul is dead. <laughs> Shit. That's a goddamn mummy. <laughs> <laughs> She looked like she was preserved. I'm like, this bitch, is she living? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, is she living? <laughs> no. You know, I watch a lot of zombie movies, shit. I don't know. They might not even be really be here. You don't know. They, they, they reboot her every morning and go out into the public like on Westworld. Like, yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, every, every morning they be in the White House. Come back online. <laughs> They're like, Dolores. Right. All we can do is this. That's all we can do. Just try to make it. Vote. Hello, good people. Welcome to another episode of Four Layer Takes. On this episode, we will be reviewing Insecure episode season four, which is episode eight. So mm-hmm. we are, we're on episode yep. eight, low-key happy. And at this time, not sure how happy we are, but this <laughs> really was a well-done episode. Yes. So bravo, bravo to the entire Insecure team, writing staff, production. It was written by, was written by a girl. It was, yeah. it was written by Natasha, yep. um, a.k.a. Kelly. I'm your girl, Kim. It's Mimi. Your girl Mel here. It's your boy Marcus, aka George Floyd. Right on. You all didn't see Mimi and I, but we were we wow. raised our fists at the same time. Positive. You know, justice for George for uh George Floyd, justice for, you know, for now this is starting to set the precedent so that we can have justice. You know, today, today was was major. And I want to preference it by, you know, we have a lot of stress going on for all of us. We have a lot of worry, a lot of anxiety. Um, we've been through a lot over this last couple of days that felt like maybe two months. Um, and our energy and our spirits are a little bit low, but we are never defeated. We're never dominated. We are gonna make it. We're gonna keep moving forward. We're gonna get to the other side of this and, and hopefully really affect change. People, please get out and vote in your local elections. Yes. More than, please, we definitely need you to vote in uh, national elections. We need you to vote for the federal offices. But please, we need to change who pe- who the people are running our cities and our states. That is where we have to make change. We look for look to who your DA is. Look to who the sheriffs are, and that's something that I personally have not done enough of. Um, and I will do that on June 9th here in um, in Georgia. So if you are mm-hmm. in Georgia and in the city of Atlanta, anyway, Fulton County. The ballot, you have the presidential candidates, you have Senate candidates, uh, senatorial candidates for the state, our U.S. Senate. Mm-hmm. You have some Congress, Congresses up, yep. judges, all mm-hmm. the judges. 
Mm -hmm. Um, If you have a democratic ballot, there are, I think, five policies that you need to look up and see how you want to vote. And one of them has to do with um, rights for felons, voting rights for felons, and then also cash bonds, cash for bonds. I'm saying that correctly. Um, And then if you are on the Republican ballot, because I'm not going to judge, but um, (laughs) the Republican ballot, they out there are three questions for them. I think to set the answer policies and changes. Okay. So you have a lot of homework to do by June 9th if you are in Georgia. I have a, a lot, lot of homework. Vote for. I will do that homework and be ready to go. Be ready to make it happen. Um, but this uh, episode of Insecure made me so happy um, on Sunday. It makes me happy. I, you know, watch, I probably watched it three or four times by now. This made me not even feel low-key happy. I was like, I was ecstatic. I think the name should have been low-key changed as fuck, to be honest. That's what mm-hmm. I would have called this, but I would have titled it. Um, it was beautiful. It was such a contrast from how I felt last episode to this episode. Um, <laughs> just, just, it was just, it was beautiful. I feel like it was a moving piece of art, and I think everybody did such a great job. Yep. So we gonna yeah, get the cinematography it. was great. It was the lighting. Beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. I felt like you could take most of the like the snapshot, like the the steals of a scene, and just print it and put it on your wall. Like just frame it, make it happen. Beautiful people on your wall, gorgeous. Now, yeah. the funny thing, one of the funny things was, uh, she said to him something about, "Are you all right? You look, you skinny, you look sick." And I was like, "Oh, so I'm glad we're you. I'm not. The, we're not the only ones who noticed that because we were this at the beginning of the." Yeah. Like, he was trying to get. He was trying to get fit for those uh those roles and those Hollywood big roles with Tom Cruise. He was like, "Hey, I gotta slim down." Right. That's Eat a cheeseburger. Can we get this man a burger? Yes. <laughs> oh Lord, Jay Ellis, eat some burgers. Um, so we kick it off with Issa and Lawrence going to drinks um, at this cute little bar, and everybody's having a good time. And it just, it just, they look so good in a frame together. Like they just look good together to me. Like they look like an African prince and princess that should just be. Their face should be on money. <laughs> Y'all, I'm, I, I ain't gonna lie, I'm drinking this brown liquor tonight. So mm-hmm. No, they just look like they go. They no. look like they go, don't I mean, I, Am I wrong in saying that I feel like Issa and Lawrence are truly each other's best friends? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he said they're soulmates. I think that was what Jay Ellis said in the article. Hmm. I like that. I, I, I dig that. I believe it. Um, so Issa, you know, Lawrence is waiting and uh, Issa comes in. And when I tell you, y'all, I almost peed my pants. She, <laughs> she hit the deck. Like she was like face down yes. on the floor. And, and she like, did what I would do. I don't get up. You know, I don't get up immediately uh-huh. when I fall. Just- I have to lay there and gather myself. <laughs> no, I don't get up immediately. Let me lay here. So you just act like you dead, so you can get some sympathy before they start. <laughs> yeah, laughing. I have to. I have laughing, myself. and then they be like, "Oh shit, did this bitch die?" And then <laughs> they be like, "Oh, she okay." You kind of. And then I get up. Yeah, oh. I have to take a minute and gotta yeah. gather myself. Man, I fell like that one time in high school, going down some stairs carrying a bunch of art supplies. And when I say that shit was like a, a cartoon. <laughs> shit was flying everywhere and it was like sound effects <laughs> everybody saw me <laughs> oh my god we sorry about that we we know you still healing from it but it's okay 
<laughs> you up now. You up now. But right. that was just funny. It just and it remind her um her acting style as Issa D just reminds me of like Lucille Ball. So they I just think mm. yeah, you think her just she's she does good physical physical um um, acting as well so that was really fun so she kind of took her time she waited and then she got up and got herself together and then went to the bar to have the drink uh with Lawrence he had already you know pre-ordered her drink her little uh her champagne drink with um I think she was it bourbon or whiskey or something no it's it was Prosecco Moon whiskey okay Prosecco whiskey well, she, she changed it to Prosecco yes. because she has that's been her drink like in real life uh-huh. Is Prosecco with Jack, or it used to be. So ah. it's, it's Prosecco and vodka. I haven't tried Prosecco with vodka. That's, that sounds disgusting. It's <laughs> not. I, I've had Prosecco and Jack. Yeah. And it was, it's just a splash of Jack. It's not like. Like oh honey God. Jack or just regular Jack? It's regular Jack that I put in here. And it was just like a splash of, um, you know, just a splash of Jack in it. And, um, okay. you know, it was, it was cool. I got to try so it. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm down for it. Um, so he orders a drink that she traditionally drinks, and she's like, "Oh no, you know, I'm, I changed my drink up." So, what I like um, with this episode was a little glimpses of the fact that they are changing and growing and maturing apart, um, and now coming back together. So we're kind of seeing that. Um, then Lawrence tells her that he had been to uh, San Francisco to do an interview, <laughs> not Frisco. <laughs> Thank God. I was like, if he say Frisco, I'm a not I know, I know. Uh, woof. Can't stand it. So, uh, you know, he's trying to grow. He's ready to do some different things. And Issa says that, oh, I heard about you and Condola, you know, sorry. Um, and then she also lets him know that she and Molly are no longer friends or they're not friends anymore. You know, some shit went down. Um, and she was trying to kind of go into what happened. But unfortunately, the restaurant was on and popping. People having fun, you know, getting turned up with Lizzo. So it was just too loud. They just said, oh, well, let's just go to dinner. They go outside to catch um, their lift. And you remember that she is a lift driver. So he like jokes around, like calls her lift. And that shit was really cute to me. Cause then you see, and he looked at her phone and it was an old picture of him. She said, oh, I just took that from my old phone, you know, put in my new phone. Like that was, it was like, like little things like that were so meaningful because you, after you break up with someone, you don't necessarily like keep them in your phone, especially not your new phone. You may be like, I don't know. Delete, delete, delete. So I don't know. It was cute. I thought that was a nice little ad. All right. It was a nice touch. They hop into the lift um, and the lift driver is super, super extra. Issa trying to get her to be quiet and stop talking. I don't like people to talk to me when I'm in lift rooms either, but you know, um, Lawrence is just, he's having a field day. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, let's back up because he, he ordered a, a black. He ordered a luck. Yes. He ordered trying the, to show Issa that he mm -hmm. is. He's not basic anymore. He's not the bomb anymore. Yeah, he ain't flexing. He ain't flexing. That's just the lifestyle. That's just the lifestyle. Oh, whatever, team. Uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, Condola introduced him to the. Oh no, condolences. Let's get it right. <laughs> Y'all gonna stop saying that lady name wrong. That's so mean. What? Bell, you got don't act like you wasn't called a congratulations three weeks ago. Oh, for real though. I don't like that. <laughs> like in the line. Um, so they uh, hop in the in the in the lift black. Uh, they they balling. Um, and they're talking to this lady and she's like, oh, y'all look like lovers. Are you, not, you know, are you married? No, we're not married yet. And Lawrence let slip that he bought an engagement ring and so Issa looking at him sideways like are you being for real right now with this like you really did do this but he never quite confirms it so 
you're left in this scene kind of like, did he buy it? Is he joking? Like, is he trying to make her feel some kind of way? Um, so that was that was a, a cute uh, little intro. Okay, so we got AKA. They want to say no, no, no. I was gonna say, didn't the didn't the Uber driver look like Patty Labelle for a, a little bit? I thought it was Divica Fox, dude. I was like, I don't care who it was. I can't even tell who it was. I don't know who it was. I don't know. We okay. We gonna have to low key uh, do some research because I thought it, we thought it was all different black women. Where <laughs> there were wigs. Like, <laughs> like a masked singer. <laughs> we over here like wasn't that Molly Gibbs? No, that was Divica Fox. Hell no, that was uh, the first interview. So we just all over the place. Um, but the way they shot her, like when she turned around, the light was, you know, Clarissa, right. uh, we didn't see where she was. Oh, Lord, we're going to do some research, y'all. We're going to get back to y'all next week on who exactly that was, uh, Uber driver wise. <laughs> we all confused. So they make it to the restaurant. It's super, you know, super chic. Uh, when they were, I guess, dating, they kind of talked about going to this restaurant um, and uh, they end up not going, but come to find out, he said, I've actually been there already a couple of times. So she knew exactly what was, what was up. So now we are in the restaurant and I love Issa, you know, she did her boss lady, you know, I'm all grown up change thing and orders for them on the menu. And she remembers his, the drink that he likes. So it was just a nice moment where you kind of saw this, you know, more confident young lady sitting there doing her thing. We know I'm about to order for this, all this menu food. This food sounds good too, though. I was like, oh, okay, then do you, boo. And um, she asked Lawrence, like, yo, you invited me here. You know, kind of, what, what did you, what, what did you want to talk about? Like, what's this conversation? And he basically wants to have an open and honest conversation. Like, you know, no eggshells tonight. Like, we're not trying to tiptoe around any issues. We're not trying to, you know, guard each other's feelings. Like, let's just be honest and have this conversation. I got some questions to ask you. Because clearly he needs, he needs some major closure, I think, to move forward in whatever he's about to do. It just, I was like, oh, okay, mm, all righty then. So <laughs> it made me nervous. I was like, oh, okay, this is about to get very real. So, oh, I did want to ask y'all, have you guys ever been in, after a relationship maybe ended that didn't have a good ending, has, has one of y'all's ex invited you to like a restaurant to discuss it? Mm, okay. No. Me either. I didn't know. I was just like, what would I do in this situation? No, not to a restaurant. Okay. I was like, it, it's a little but bit much. There, no. But that has happened, but not in and like open in a restaurant. Okay. It's I mean, like, like I've, I've hit up some exes trying to get closure, but I didn't want closure. You know what I wanted. What? Hashtag <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? Nothing. Low key. Low key fucking. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. That's what he was trying to get at. <laughs> I know, but them all them damn air quotes, y'all ass was about to fly away. People <laughs> <laughs> start levitating, like, what? Yikes. Okay, so we know what you're talking, we know what you're thinking right now. Um, I, I have never had that happen either. I'm not saying that it wouldn't, but I was like, oh, would this be kind of a strange, you know, way to have this kind of serious conversation? But, you know, it is what it is. So let's get into this conversation that they had where Lawrence kicks it off with, you know, what would have happened if we stayed together? Like, do you think that I ended things too easy? You think I give up too easily? And Issa said, um, you know, I wish you hadn't given up on us. Like, I wish you would have, basically saying I wish you would have fought for us in our relationship. How did you guys feel about that? I've got some thoughts on the whole conversation that I just want to put together and wait until okay. we talk about the whole thing. Okay, we do that. 
Okay. So she says to him, you know, I wish you would have, you know, uh, you know, fought for us. I wish that you wouldn't have given up on us. He then comes back with, you know, um, why did you cheat with Daniel? Like, why, why this person? Like, could it have been anyone? Why Daniel out of all the peace, all the people? And Issa was basically like, it couldn't have just been anyone. Like, I wouldn't have just ruined my, you know, relationship and messed up with just some random dude on the street. It, it, it was him for a reason because he was giving me attention that you weren't giving me. Like, it felt good. And she already had a previous relationship and friendship with Daniel. So it made it a little bit easier. And, and I feel like Daniel t before was kind of that dude that maybe got away. Um, and I, I get that. Like, you do want to feel wanted in a relationship. You do want to feel like the person you're with cares about you and is fighting for you and is doing more. Um, and as you go through that first season, you see what she's talking, what she's referring to. But when he asked that, I was like, shit, have you seen Daniel? No. Yeah. Stop, Mimi. Stop. What, what question is that? I mean, Stop. I can get if you said, I don't know, some really, really random looking dude. This is Daniel. Yeah. Like, okay. We are Stop. happy you did not write this episode because he would have been feeling some kind of way. He loved yeah, to each his own because I didn't feel that way about Daniel. I thought Daniel was beautiful, but I think yeah. Lawrence is like, he looks like I think a both are beautiful. They're gorgeous. I, I mean, I like it. So, I mean, objectifying them. They are, they are human beings. They are men. Stop objectifying them. They, they're beautiful to me. I, oh. I, like, and I like everything. <laughs> I like everything. They're gorgeous. I like you was objectifying Meg the Stallion. Every yeah, time we talk about Meg the Stallion. <laughs> I mean, I, that, that's, my, that's my baby. That's my baby. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> he like them strong knees. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hey, he told you what he was trying to do, calling the exes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I already told us who he was. You know, I told who you are. Right. So uh, she says, you know, um, you know, he made me feel wanted. You know, that's something, and that it, that hit me like, yeah, I, I get that. Um, so then they kind of go into he didn't know it was that bad between them. Like he wasn't aware that they had gotten to a place where she said, I would, I would drive around when I would get home just to take up time so I didn't have to come home to see you. Like, that's some real shit when you, and I, I've been there, like when you are just like, fuck, I gotta go home with this person and my house and I gotta deal with them. So with him not knowing that it was as bad as it was, like that, that kind of, that jarred me because clearly they weren't having open communication then. And then uh, Issa said, said that, you know, she still wanted to be with Lawrence. Like, she was like, I still wanted to be with you. Um, but I feel like, you know, if, if we stayed together, then we would fall back into the same patterns. And she said, you know, I basically spent a year trying to win you back and giving you space. And you acted like you didn't want me. Like, you, you acted like you didn't want me. We weren't having sex. You weren't communicating with me. You shut down. So then I'm going to have to shut down. Like, we're, it's done. That's, that's we're over. And then he goes into that. He says, that's not what he wanted. But I'm like, I get it. But actions speak louder than words. They kind of go back into, um, he felt the, as though he would get up and watch her go to work every day. And he was like, damn, I'm just sitting at home. I don't, I don't even have like a real job. She's doing her thing that I feel bad about myself. He said he thought about going, moving back to his parents' house. He just felt really low. Like, I, I didn't, you know, I, I, I don't know how to tell you that I feel like shit. So now I'm making you feel like shit. So it was basically a toxic relationship because two of these people were both, they were being toxic. 
Um, and then he said when everything went down, he blamed all of it on her. So he would have to face his own shit. Like, you know what? It wasn't going right already. You already fucked around on me. Like, it's all you. I'm done. I'm only blaming this on you, but I'm not looking inward as to what my part of this whole situation um, was. And then she asked him, you know, did you really buy, you know, did you really buy me a ring? Like, I, I need to know, like, that was a pretty heavy statement. And he said, yeah, like, I bought you a ring. I was in love with you. We had been looking at rings. Like, you know, that shit hit me and my, like, I, <laughs> it, I mean, I'm she was looking like, man. She was sick. I mean, they hit me in mean, my, my fallopian tube shit. I was like, this, come on, I mean, y'all. When he said you, you, when he said you realize you ain't shit, like that, I know that was, yeah. that was a zinger right there. It, but but they both want shit. Mark that's been, that's Mark has been waiting on that zinger for five years now. He like, <laughs> listen, he brought that shit down. He highlighted it and shit. Yeah. Like, let me make sure I got it. He done made but, that shit his ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't say he wasn't shit. And for a whole year, he wasn't. He wasn't like, oh, I'm sorry, I want shit. Yes. And then I put in my notes. I'm like, y'all both weren't shit. They they weren't. You weren't communicating with each other. Your relationship. It basically fell apart because you lack communication and the maturity to sit there and speak to each other like humans and try to work through things. You acted out instead of being, instead of being people that tried to make it work. So that was kind of the conversation. You had a, a hurt man who was hurting his partner. He felt like he, you know, wasn't really living up to her standards. So then he just kind of stopped trying. And then you have her who is, feeling some kind of way, not feeling wanted. You got this cute boo-boo over here with these pretty lips looking at you and winking at you and rapping and stuff and Chocolate. producing music, you know, looking beautiful Chocolate. in blue light. Like, Chisel. you look beautiful in blue head skin color in that blue light. Listen, mm. Chisel you know, he was looking like a statue, like a... He was. He was like a painting. Yes. Yes. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, you had two people at a time in their lives where they were, I feel like they were both trying to grow. I feel like they were still young they both weren't shit to each other and their relationship imploded. So that's where they are, you know, sitting at a table a year later, whatever, how much ever time later, trying to have an adult conversation. And that shit was, I love the fact that it was just so open and honest and that they were, they, they stopped trying to, don't, don't, get, I don't give a fuck about hurting your feelings. Don't give a fuck about hurting my feelings. Let's just be honest and work this out. It, you know, maybe a day late and a dollar short. I don't know. So that's my feeling. How did, okay, we had AKA who had some feelings on this. Nah, I, 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 and I don't want to cut you off or cut Mimi or Kim off. You go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. You please, please you, brother. You, you have the floor. I, I know y'all I, I think I'm about to say something toxic, but I promise you it's not. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate Lawrence for listening to that conversation because he could have easily gotten into his feelings or started take, like just started taking things personal when all she was just doing was telling her truth. And I appreciated him listening, reflecting, and digesting that information. And then I also, I also appreciate Issa for like being so, being so willing to share that information because there was a certain point where Lawrence asked like three questions back to back to back. And mm -hmm. I'm like, she did, like she could have took that as like, I'm being interrogated right now. I, I either got to fight back or I got to shut down. But she continued to be open and honest about that. And I appreciate both of them just, like again, just being open and honest and communic communicative in that situation. Yeah, I thought it was beautiful. I, I guess I love that scene. I literally have watched it probably five times. I just rewound it and watched, and watched it again. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Uh, you know, a lot of times, like with relationships, you know, you sometimes you have to have that time 
apart just yeah. so that you can reflect and hear each other because like like y'all was saying like when you're in it people aren't really when, when you're having a discussion or whatever a lot of people aren't really listening to you they are waiting to respond they wait oh. fun because they kind of feel attacked and, uh-huh. and you said something so now they got to say something bad like when you're in the heat of the moment uh-huh. it's just kind of hard to communicate like that sometimes you just got to step away time got to pass you can reflect on your shit they reflect on their shit and then you can hear each other better i love it yeah i was triggered by the episode so i yes. i am refraining from the from that part. part of the conversation <laughs> okay okay so um, again, like I, I, I loved it. I enjoyed it. I'm a, I'm a very bad relationship ender. So, <laughs> what, what is that? <laughs> I don't burn down anyone's house. I'm just like, okay, we're done. Bye. <laughs> like, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> it's been real. I, and and I don't. I'm a, I'm a cutter offer. So like, if you like, again, y'all see me in my in Nathan relationship. You know what I'm saying? So. I'd be like, bye. And he, that actor got hit with rubber bullets in LA this weekend. With I, the saw that. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, yeah good looking out actor. What is his name? His real name? Uh, Kendall Sampson. Okay, I like Kendall. I don't like Nathan. I like Kendall. He's, he did a great job. <laughs> but I saw him. I did. I, I was like, oh, God, he's out on <laughs> the street. So, uh, representing the cause and fighting for the people. Right. Um, so, yeah. But no, I'm, I'm like, okay, this isn't working. Bye. Like, see you like your name not your phone your after that time your your picture is never going to come up in my phone because i've already deleted you like and see like oh so i'm a bad relationship ender just ghost, ghost ghost me you ghost i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna go but i, I don't that's not ghosting i'm gonna be like we're done thank thank you let <laughs> <laughs> me get this handshake thanks for playing not the handshake, <laughs> not the handshake. <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck is a relationship with a handshake here <laughs> Good job. Good, 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 good go at it. See you later. Thank you. <laughs> I wish you the best in the future. Bye. You in relationships like a, a yearbook. Um <laughs> like you write in a yearbook. I wish you the best in your endeavors in the future. Like, <laughs> I just know, I guess for me, I, I guess I will speak a little bit. Um, I have ended some relationships in some fucked up ways and some relationships have ended with me in some fucked up ways. Yeah, yeah. And now I am in a in a healthy relationship because of a lot of the work that I guess I that I had to do yeah. um after the fuckery. I think with this episode, what I liked about it the most was this was the most vulnerable and secure that any of them have been in any episode. Like, mm. to me, this episode was not an insecurity episode. It was a very, you know, secure. Like, this is, these are my thoughts. This is my voice. I'm going to express it. I'm going to follow my face, and I'm going to be okay, because I'm, I'm just a person who falls on their face. Um, this is what I feel. I've changed. I'm good. So I'm going to ask for what I want. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that later. But I'm going to ask for what I want, and I'm okay with whatever the response is. And mm-hmm. when things are all over i still have the agency to do what i want i don't have to continue in a cycle of insecurity so i love it it's not so insecure i like it it was insecure-ish <laughs> i love it i was like they're very mature this 
beautifully again beautifully written beautifully shy like it just it made me i need it i feel like we all kind of needed this um this week it came on it came on time on sunday so they yeah i guess to mark mm-hmm. this point oh sorry mm-hmm. to mark this point th- this whole thing could have gone wrong the conversation mm-hmm. could have gone wrong yeah from the bar to yeah. the lift to the restaurant to seeing tfa bay on the street yeah. which was hilarious like that could have gone everything could have gone left to the text messages later like it, it could have all gone left yeah i like that they both stayed open and were vulnerable and secure in their position and i think and that's it showed their friendship like when you talk about like they're they, these people are soulmates you can be silly and learn how to be open and that they've taken the time away from each other to kind of you know to grow um you it was i, I loved it I, i'm like you i think it could have went I have literally, and I have sat at a restaurant with a dude I dated for like five months and he just interrogated me. Like literally it was just an interrogation. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I, that I did go. So I was like, I'm going home. Like get in my car. <laughs> this is, it was very bizarre. It was, it was I call him lame ass Leon, but I'm, I, I digress. So I'm about to go to your IG right now. See if I see you. <laughs> Yeah. His ass ain't on my IG. <laughs> you can go look if you want to. I told you, I cut, I cut folks off. <laughs> so, delete. Um, so, uh, yeah. At, so, in the conversation, uh, they, you know, they both ain't shit. But now they're trying to be shit. They're trying to grow up. They are feeling more confident um, in them, in their selves, in themselves. So, that was really nice. Um, Issa gets up to go to the bathroom. And um, Condola texts, texts Lauren to see, like, hey, can you hang out? I know we said we'd hang out later on the week. But can you hang out tonight? And he's like, well, I'll, I'll let you know. You know, I'll, I'll, we'll see. I'm like, dang, Condola. You can't oh. Condolences. Damn. Condolences. <laughs> where, your, where your lame-ass friends at? Go hang out with them and have a, dinner, a boring dinner. So well, she go- was contacting Lawrence just like AKA contacted his exes. She had another motive. What you talking about? What What do you think the other motive was? What she What did she want from him? I don't. So what is she trying to set up? What Marcus? I don't think Marcus be trying to set up. We never. Um, you never find out. We never find out who broke up with who. How How it happened. We just learned that they broke up. So I don't know. I think she she had probably talked to her best friend, aka Marcus, and she was like, "Hi, slide back in some DMs." Hey, you gotta shoot your shot. Condola trying to hit. That's what's going on. So I don't know. Yes, that's what that's what I think was going on. <laughs> I'm mad at it. Uh, so she, um, you know, so she's texting back and forth. Uh, then they go out, you know, to see what's going on. Let's figure out what the rest of the night's going to go. Are we just going to say goodbye after this great dinner and com- great conversation? And blocka, 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 here comes TSA Bailey, his new, his new girl. And I just, <laughs> he just makes me smile. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I don't know else how to put it. He's, He's so funny. funny. He's so He's funny. funny. So, um, yeah, they that's one of our, um, one of our listeners is uh, always like, she's team TSA. Shout out to Jess. Yeah, he is so fun, and apparently they've been to the Latin spot together. So they yeah. weren't just hitting it; they were actually hanging out doing stuff together. They were like dating, dating. I was like, oh, okay, then. And I know he's enough for eating all of the good food. I'm like, all that everything they want to sound good to me. I was like, that's how I like to eat. I'm like, this is what's up. I like it. <laughs> uh, so TSA Bay is with his new little, his new girlfriend or his new boo. We're saying. 
Mercedes. Mazda. No, Mazda. I thought it was Mazda. Yeah. Mazda. Mazda. <laughs> because yeah, both, both, uh, Issa, didn't both Issa and Lawrence, when she said it, kind of make a face like Mazda. <laughs> yeah. As they should. As they should. Okay. Uh, it was fun, me. So they you, said, you, oh, you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm like, you get the name Mercedes because that's something you aspire to. Who the fuck? Maybe they child Mazda. You don't aspire to a Mazda. Maybe, Maybe she was conceived in a Mazda. She was conceived in a Mazda. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. For real though, she was. I mean, she was. You know, it was funny because she was. She never like really looked. She never acknowledged him for real. For real, she was like, "Hey, what y'all doing? Like, I'm living my world." Uh, so they went into the restaurant. They said, "Oh, before they left, they were like, oh, her cousin's doing um, a show down at the Art Walk, um, down the street." So I was like, "Oh, that's cool." So they. Um, Lawrence kind of jokes like he's like oh it's been a nice night have <laughs> this is it have a nice night and he like walks off and she's in there looking like did this did he just walk away and like say this is the end of the evening and he like comes back and he's laughing and he fools her Which, but that's that's like that's what you love to see like when you see two people who are in love and so comfortable with each other and friends like that's so lovely and I've only been in in direct communication with like Mimi, your relationship, Kiki, you're like, I've been with you guys. So I, I feel like you kind of have that with your partners, like super fun. Like fr- I tell your friends, like, I know that that's a part of the foundation of relationships. You guys are very comfortable, but it's always like, like Kiki, now, you know, we gonna all be laughing at the end of whatever your husband about to do. We all gonna have a good time. Like, just like, so that I think I love that. I haven't been around Marcus in, um, in both the be much. Yeah, but I'm like, but, put, but I feel like that's, the such, a, that's such a major. yeah, it's gonna be a situation. It's gonna be a situation. But but it's and I'm like I've only been around Marcus and, and his fiance um, once, but I love that it I I it's the foundation of that friendship, that comfortability, that the that when you see the love kind of you know flow out of people because you you are friends with each other. So I I like to always see that in relationships. I think that's really I like I love it. And I think that they definitely have that. Uh, so they go down to the art walk. Um, all I put in here is beautiful, stunning, happy, sexy, all that shit. Every frame, again, looked like you could just print it out and just put it on your wall. When they were standing in front of, um, it was like some electric blue and red. And yeah. they switched because they both, he had on blue, she had on red, and they kind of switched places. Mm-hmm. It was just like I gotta print this shit out. Like, how do I do this? Mimi, how do I print that out and put it on my wall? Is that copyright infringement? Am I going to jail? If I do that? <laughs> no, I just I you know you got to get a high enough resolution. But no, no, <laughs> I turned to be when that happened. I was like, what do you think that means metaphorically, symbolically? What does that mean? And he was like, I think that just means that he showed up better against the red, and she showed up. <laughs> like, it's like it's a deeper meaning. No, no. <laughs> What, what do you think of it? Was like, it was like yin yang. Yeah. They back each other. You know, blue and purple, blue and red make purple. I don't know. They no. were just in sync at that time. That's how yeah. I think. When they so, were when they were doing that corny joke where they were talking about like the porn identity and the born identity oh, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like, that, that corny joke. I like how they were I felt that scene they were walking through those white things, kinda like walking yes. through the clouds. Yes. Wasn't that shit beautiful? Yeah. I was like now they look like beautiful black angels that they can just have wings. Like, I don't know. These, I didn't make them into everything in my head. I just thought was, was you on the brown looking when you was watching this episode? No, <laughs> no I, was, I was sober. 
Nope. Had, you know, we had already been through, you know, Saturday foolishness, Sunday foolishness. So I was just like, let me just, let me just get into a better headspace and be happy like these beautiful people on TV. So I was trying to be, I was trying to be low-key happy too. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was, a, I, like, I love that scene. Um, they come up to a painting and um, it's an abstract painting. And uh, one of them asked, you know, would you like this painting? And then Lawrence was like, no, I don't like this shit. I don't get, I don't, I don't like art. I don't get this art. It looks crazy. I, I thought the painting was beautiful. It's in, I think Issa says it's abstract, you know, like happiness. Like this painting is abstract like happiness. Or that was the name of the painting, mm -hmm. um, actually. It was abstract like happiness. And so then that kind of sparks this conversation about happiness, happiness being a choice. Um, Issa was like, no, happiness is something that you create. You create your own happiness. That's what I'm doing now. Like, I am in a better headspace because I'm creating my own happiness. This is what I have to do for myself. This is what I, how I have to be. This is my choice. I made a choice to be happy. And I was like, you know what? I really do dig that concept. I do know outside, you know, forces affect us all. But just making that choice to be happy and be positive. I love being around people like that. I'm not, I don't think I'm usually that person. But I enjoy being around people who are happy, like authentically, like just happy people. So that's that's right. nice. I thought that was good. Lawrence made the comment about um how like the, his happiness and how he realized he wasn't he realized he was more happier executing mm -hmm. somebody else's dream and that kind of stuck with me because mm -hmm. I feel like too much of society we get told like you have to have your own dream you have to you have to yeah. put that and you have to do that thing and I appreciate him just acknowledging like I sometimes you just get more fulfillment and more joy more more worthwhile out of executing somebody else's dream mm -hmm. and there's that's value true. in that. Yeah, and it, working it, on a team, I like that too. That's a lot of truth in it. Yeah. Cause, um, I know in my line of work, I could be like a director of some sort right now, and people be like, "Would you be interested in that, or would you want to do that?" And in many ways, I'm like, I don't want to do that because those people don't get to do the work that I love right now. They're more in a, a managerial role, overlooking other people who get to do the work. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, I enjoy the work, so you know, no. But anyway, I, I, I dig it. I am, I don't know, in my line of work, I had to step back and realize like I lead because I'm usually having to do that. But I, I love being the number two, like what's the vision? What is happening? What do we have to do? Let's get it done. Like I am that Jane of all trades. Let's, let's get this work done. Let's, let's get it in here. And I'm like, you are like, I enjoy, I enjoy being in it. Um, so, so yeah, it was interesting that he said that I, I like how, I like how it was phrased. I like how those words were written and it really meant a lot. Like he's, and he was kind of, he was saying it to this person that really at this time might be that leader. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, um, and he can help fulfill, help her fulfill her, her, um, goals and dreams. So I thought that was kind of, that was kind of neat. So we'll see where that goes. So after Art Walk, they uh, get back in the, a regular Plano uh, lift. They didn't get a, a black lift because uh, Issa was like, I'm, I'm not about to pay all this extra money for no lift. We get in a Plano, a regular one. So they, um, they get, get to Lawrence's house and then they, she finds out, she was like, you, mean, you live around the corner from me. Like, are you being for real right now? You have a bachelor pad. And she was like joking about like him having an air mattress. He was like, come on in the house. Like, I want, I want you to see like how I'm living right now. I'm living grown and sexy. Man, you ain't sleep. Come in the house, at, whatever. He's shooting his shot. Shooting. I thought it was cute. I'd be like, "Come see how I'm living. Come on, let's go in. You got, you got. Hold on, five minutes. Hold on, five minutes." So I thought it was cute, <laughs> and she goes in, yeah. and I'm like, "But you see, like, you remember the first? Uh, I think it was season one where they bought the new couch. Yeah. Um, 
So it just felt like, and I, I focus on his couch at his new place. I think it's so like adult. It's so cute. It's like, it's kind of, I don't know what you, I want one. I want one. Yeah, it's hot, right? So I'm like, oh, he's just an adult. He has clay plugins and like nice curtains. So, you know, I like I, I like the flex. I think it was it was nice. Um, and so she ends up, you know, kind of going to the bathroom. And Condola, uh, he he goes back to his phone. He's like, she's missed a call from her. She's texting him like she's blowing this dude up. So he goes outside and calls her. And you don't hear the other end of the conversation, which they've done a lot this season. Um, so he's just like, yeah, oh, really? We'll see. Let me let you know. Like, you know, let me see how this tonight gonna go and I might hit you up later. Like, really? I'm like, Condola, like, this is a booty call, booty call for real, for real. Or unless she has some other kind of information she needs to share. But I don't know. And uh, so he goes back in and Issa basically asks, you know, you know, oh, Condola again? Like, yeah. And she kind of, you know, she understands that they just ended up, he just ended a relationship with Condola. So she can't, necessarily have anything to say she was she's trying to she's been very mature about it because i mean i maybe would have thrown a pillow or something but i don't know i don't know like again you can do any kind of crazy thing you don't never know now, i appreciate the whole condola thing like i appreciate him being upfront with that situation because when she texted him during when they were eating dinner i'm like don't be shady about this just be upfront with her. y'all aren't together you can let her know so i appreciate her just giving him giving isa all the information and allowing her to make a decision about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. Um, and then they get into Let's this. go back to this is why Issa and Condola cannot be friends. You know what you called that, though. We yeah. really can't be friends now. Uh, <laughs> there is no friendship. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But you did call that, so I'm, I'm You're right. That. You're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like they fell out. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? It's not like Condola and Issa fell out or they didn't work out. It's just like a whole bunch of shit. Um, so Issa comes out of the bathroom and, you know, they kind of talk a little bit about Condola. And um, she says, you know, what if I want to stay? Basically, like, you know, I, what if I want to stay and hang out? Like, what if I don't want this evening to end, basically? And they told each other that they make each other happy. She's like, oh, you no, make no. me happy. She said you make me happy. He said, <laughs> he didn't say that. <laughs> I mean, around about he did. He, he was, he's, yeah, after she, you, are you trying to put emphasis on she said it first? No, she, she, she said to him, you make me happy. Yes. He didn't say, you make me happy too. He didn't say that. But he said something pertaining to like, yeah, you make he me happy. Didn't he say you make me happy too? I thought he said that. No. He, he, he didn't, he didn't use those exact words, he but, he said, words. Like, but he did I say I don't like, remember. I'll go back. I, re- I remember it wasn't the exact words, but he did. I mean, he basically was like, I feel the same way or something like that. Or like, the feel is mutual. He didn't say the exact, like, you make me happy. But he did refer, like, it sounded like, it's like, yeah, you make me happy, I make me happy. Yeah. He just said it in his way. Right. You know, he didn't have to say the exact same words. I don't know. I didn't read it, I didn't read it like that. So we, I guess we're going to see next week um, <laughs> if they make each other happy. So uh, she ends up spending the night and we get a beautiful love-making scene. And I had to call it out. I was like, oh, they're going to they gonna fuck. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. They're making love. Like, mm, there's a difference. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's a difference. <laughs> I mean, would, you had that conversation with yourself? I like, did in my mind. <laughs> like, like evil, evil male with the red on this shoulder was like, ooh, they about to fuck. And then male with the white on over here was like, no, they're making love. And then you in the middle, you were like, yeah, they're making love. All this. Yeah. 
I had to agree <laughs> with the angel. I had to agree with the angel. I was like, oh, okay, wait a minute. It's a little bit more than, okay. <laughs> so what I had to say, What Biggie Small say? Sex with the ex makes the sex spectacular. <laughs> 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 you gotta ask. You gotta ask, aka Marcus, about that. That's what he be trying to do. I don't know. Nah. Hey, Biggie was a prophet, man. <laughs> <laughs> so they uh, they make beautiful love, and their skin is always glistening and looking beautiful. And uh, the next day, uh, they wake up, and uh, Lauren's like, "I can, t- you know, take you home." She was like, "Issa's like, oh, I'm good." So she puts on her sweater that she bought at um, Art Walk, which is this a black woman on the on the face of the sweater. And she has like butterflies in her hair and it's the same color blue that was at Art Walk when she was in the red and then she was with the blue background. So it just, I don't know, it just, everything about this was so well thought out and it just, everything kind of just worked for me. So I did notice that and she's walking home and you just see like, she just feels like she's at peace. She just feels like she looks like she's happy. She was like, yeah, I, I just did this thing. She didn't seem like she was overthinking anything. Like, she just seemed low-key happy. So yeah, my, I thought she lived around the corner. She looked like she walked across L.A. She did not <laughs> walk across <laughs> L.A. <laughs> it did seem like that. It did seem like that, too. I was like, oh, she walking far? I thought she said she, she just a few blocks away. <laughs> she she was all the hills. It looked like maybe four. <laughs> it looked like maybe five blocks. Yeah, she, she had a little shortcut. She like did her little shortcut too through the. I don't know where she was. Going. Was, I was like, go car wash. That was a shortcut. <laughs> so that's how we end the episode. Uh, you don't. There's no closure to it really because you see them have a lovely night and then she goes home and she just seems very. She seemed uh, to Kiki's um, earlier comment. She seemed very confident and she seemed very the opposite of insecure she seemed very secure she was like yeah i did that we had fun no that was that was was a comfortable ass hoe walk and she's not a hoe but you know what i mean you don't stop slut shaming (laughs) we're not gonna slut shame but it was gonna sully this beautiful moment by calling a hoe walk oh i thought i I was like this is how you do it you know put your little put your purse on put your new sweat on and walk (laughs) on to the house call it a day (laughs) I did to Marx's uh, point. I was like, that's a long ass way to walk with them big ass platform shoes. She got on my feet and be killing me by the time I go, I walk. Hell, in these shoes. And not, like, she was walking with her heels. <laughs> she went in San Francisco. LA has a lot of heels. LA has a lot of heels. I was about to say, she went in San Francisco, which that makes me think about <laughs> she had that joke for him when he was having those little jokes. Uh-huh. Um, she was like, your skinny ass legs can't take them heels in San Francisco. <laughs> I love when he was like, yeah, I was in San Francisco doing interviewing, and he was like, Molly really loves a full house. <laughs> <laughs> what I did love about that, when he said that he saw Molly at the airport, Issa seemed mm-hmm. unfazed. She seemed like, I'm unfazed. not bothered by that. She wasn't she was like, what? Like, Molly was at the airport? What was she doing? Bye. Boy, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just seemed the overwhelming, I feel like, critique is that people loved it yeah uh, a lot of my friends like that I had people on you know I, did, I made a mention to it on Facebook like oh we're about to record I just watched my episode. it was beautiful and people just really had this positive thing some people did you know go into my comments and they're like yeah not that they were triggered but that it brought up it brought up a lot of things for them and like wow I you know I went through this with my husband or 
Like people had things to say. I was like, okay, I, I like it. I felt like it was the best episode of the show ever. I, you know what? I kind of felt that too. Like it was it, like it was even if like if, even if this is closure for them, I appreciate that so much and that, that they could get that. I just love depictions of black love, even though this is fictional. I just love seeing black love. It's something that we needed. Again, this it was something that we needed. It was beautiful. I, and even more than black love, like it was black love plus black friendship plus black growth plus yeah. black confidence. You know, yeah. it was just, it was so many layers because yeah. we've been with them for so long. And I'm like, oh, this is what it's making. I just, it just, it was so opposite of me having to last episode watch Molly, Molly the whole time. I was like, okay, yeah. I think that, well, we all know that Issa and Lawrence, Issa and Lawrence's relationship was the center of the um, season one show, per se. Yeah, but he's, you know, it, that dynamic has been back and forth. But it makes you just kind of feel like Molly's character hasn't been, I don't know, I'm not going to say developed, but she just hasn't been given that level of outside interaction with anybody else. Or off-camera growth? It's just, huh? Off-camera growth, the way Lawrence has? Not that, it's just that we we just feel like Molly, we see Molly as obviously insecure and, and she can't, she always holds on to stuff. But I, I guess beyond that, we don't necessarily know why. I think that might be kind of missing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really know why she's that way. Mm-hmm. We know she's that way, but. What did she go, what did she go through before we started watching her that brought her to this? Right, and it might be why, you know, some people had, a problem connecting with that story last week or whatever or some of her just when she's by herself yeah just don't have that background like that hey what y'all think about this conspiracy theory that uh condola is pregnant i heard that i think it can be um a thing i just don't want it to be a thing because then that will remind me of the game i know right i'm like we've seen this already in another black show like yeah this is something else yeah yeah i I don't know. I was like, she, I mean, she was really just blowing him up, blowing him up. Like, calm, dude, fall back, dude. Let it, like, calm down. I know it's hard out here for pimp, but let's take it easy. <laughs> so, um, this was, it was, I loved it. I needed it on Sunday. I needed some love. I needed some positivity. Like, I feel like all of us did. So, it made us happy. We, we were all, it, it did exactly what the title said. Yeah. It, it definitely helped ease my spirit and take my mind off things for at least 30 minutes. We are in a consensus. We loved the episode. It was one of the best episodes of the series. And we'll be back next week. Bye. 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 I got a lot of love and respect for police officers down to the original eight police officers in Atlanta that even after becoming police had to dress in a YMCA because white officers didn't want to get dressed with niggers. And here we are 80 years later, I watched a white officer assassinate a black man and I know that tore your heart out. And I know it's crippling And I have nothing positive to say in this moment because I don't want to be here. But I'm responsible to be here because it wasn't just Dr. King and people dressed nicely 
who marched and protested to progress this city and so many other cities. It was people like my grandmother, people like my aunts and uncles who were members of SCLC and NAACP, and in particular, Reverend James Orange, Mrs. Alice Johnson, and Reverend Love, who we just lost last year. So I'm duty-bound to be here to simply say that it is your duty not to burn your own house down for anger with an enemy. It is your duty to fortify your own house so that you may be a house of refuge in times of organization. And now is the time to plot, plan, strategize, organize, and mobilize. It is time to beat up prosecutors you don't like at the voting booth. It is time to hold mayoral offices accountable, chiefs and deputy chiefs. Atlanta is not perfect, but we're a lot better than we ever were, and we're a lot better than cities are. I'm mad as hell. I woke up wanting to see the world burn down yesterday because I'm tired of seeing black men die. He casually put his knee on a human being's neck for nine minutes as he died like a zebra in the clutch of a lion's jaw. And we watch it like murder porn over and over again. So that's why children are burning to the ground. They don't know what else to do. And it is the responsibility of us to make this better. Right now, we don't want to see one officer charged. We want to see four officers prosecuted and sentenced. We don't want to see targets burning. We want to see the system that sets up for systemic racism burnt to the ground. And as I sit here in Georgia, Thomas Stevens, Georgia, former vice president of the Confederacy, white man said that law, fundamental law stated that whites were naturally the superior race. And the Confederacy was built on a cornerstone. It's called a cornerstone speech. Look it up. The cornerstone speech that blacks would always be subordinate. That officer believed that speech because he killed that man like an animal. In this city, officers have done horrendous things and they have been prosecuted. This city's cut different. In this city, you can find over 50 restaurants owned by black women. I didn't say minority and I didn't say women of color. So after you burn down your own home, what do you have left but char and ash? CNN, Ted did a great thing. I love CNN, I love Cartoon Network, but I'd like to say to CNN right now, karma's a mother. Stop feeding fear and anger every day. Stop making people feel so fearful. Give them hope. I'm glad they only took down a sign and defaced a building and they're not killing human beings like that policeman did. I'm glad that they only destroyed some brick and mortar and they didn't rip a father from a son. They didn't rip a, a son from a mother like the policeman did. When a man yells for his mother in duress and pain and she's dead, he is essentially yelling, please, God, don't let it happen to me. And we watch that. So my question for us on the other side of this camera is after it burns, will we be left with charred or will we rise like a phoenix out of the ashes that Atlanta has always done? Will we use this as a moment 
to say that we will not do what other cities have done, and in fact, we will get better than we've been. We got good enough to destroy cash bonds. You don't have to worry about going to jail for some petty. We got smart enough to decriminalize marijuana. How smart are we going to be in the next 15 or 20 years to keep us ahead of this curve? So that much like when South Africa suffered apartheid, you had Andy and other politicians that could make sure that Atlanta said, Coca-Cola, we love you, but if you don't pull out of South Africa, we're going to leave. We're not going to drink Coca-Cola anymore. Coca-Cola jumped on their side and apartheid ended. So we have an opportunity now because I'm mad. I don't have any good advice. But what I can tell you is that if you sit in your homes tonight, instead of burning your home to the ground, you will have time to properly plot, plan, strategize, and organize, and mobilize in an effective way. And two of the most effective ways is first taking your butt to the computer and making sure you fill out your census so that people know who you are and where you are. The next thing is making sure you exercise your political bully power and going to local elections and beating up the politicians that you don't like. You got a prosecutor sent your partner to jail and you know it was bullshit, put a new prosecutor in there. Now's your election to do it. You want a different senator that's more progressive that pulls marijuana through, now is the time to do that. But it is not time to burn down your own home. I love and I respect you. I hate I don't have more to say. I hate I can't fix it in a snap. I hate Atlanta's not perfect for as good as we are. But we have to be better than this moment. We have to be better than burning down our own homes. Because if we lose Atlanta, what else we got? We lose an ability to plot, to plan, to strategize, to organize, and to properly mobilize. I want you to go home. I want you to talk to 10 of your friends. I want you guys to come up with real solutions. I would like for the Atlanta City Police Department to bring back the Community Review Board, one that Alice Johnson was formerly under, under Chief Turner. We need a review board here because we need to get ahead of it before an officer does some stupid shit. We need to get ahead of it. That's my recommendation to my mayor and my chief. Let's get a review board. Let's get ahead of it, and let's give them power. We don't need an officer that makes a mistake once, twice, three times, and finally he kills a boy on national TV, and the next thing you know, the country is burning down. We don't need a dumbass president repeating what segregationists said. You start looting, we start shooting. But the problem is some officers black, and some people are going to shoot back, and that's not good for our community either. I love and respect you all. I hope that we find a way out of it because I don't have the answers, but I do know we must plot, we must plan, we must strategize, organize, and mobilize.